Today's episode of Transform Your Workplace is brought to you by Zenium HR. Learn more about how organizations are relying on Zenium for their complete HR and payroll solutions. You can learn more at zeniumhr.com. Well, I'm excited for today's episode. It's with Scott Ballard, founder of Confidence Coach, and we talk about the ever-existing, ever-present issue of employee engagement, employee experience, and how Scott discovered how there is a solution to engaging your employees. And it has to do with investing in their dreams, their vision, and their personal goals. Ultimately, when you invest in your people, they will take care of your business as well. And Scott has some really compelling reasons and some great stories about why this is true. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know I did. Scott speaks from the heart, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Make sure to connect with Scott on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn as well. And enjoy. And if you love this episode, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Give us a five-star rating, written review, and the best thing you could possibly do is share this episode, share this show with somebody, a colleague, anybody who you know can get value from this. We're out trying to transform workplaces in a positive way, and we're trying to do this every episode is try to just give people tools and resources to do good things at their workplace. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Hey, Scott, it's a pleasure to have you on Transform Your Workplace. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Brandon. I am excited about this, and it's great to be able to talk with you about it today. We were talking offline, and I was telling you, like, I love the work that I do. I'm just, I wake up every day. I am energized. I love creating stuff. Do you feel like other employees feel that same, at least with the employers that you talk to? Are their employees engaged? No. I, I mean, I, I think of 80% of people are on the other side of that conversation or that feeling or that experience where they're disengaged and for multiple reasons. And uh, you're one of the fortunate ones, like I, like I was saying to you, you know, you're totally engaged, you love what you're doing, you're smiling, you're like, I got to do this. And, you know, you want to get up on Monday morning, and that's unusual, but it can change. And so today, we're going to talk about one way that we have found that really can change that experience for employees across the board. Let's yeah. get to the root cause of like why disengagement happens. You probably heard the quiet quitting thing that was coming up like months ago, and maybe people are still talking about like, what's the what's the reasoning behind all that? Like, why are people disengaged? Why are they quiet quitting? All that. Yeah, I, I think that what's happened is that companies and, and their people, their employees, there's a disengagement or what I call a gap between the vision or the goal or the dream for the company and the employee's dream and goal and vision for their life. And if you connect those two and, and, and you see synergy there where one helps the other and the other helps the other, then you create instant engagement because I know why I'm going to work on Monday. It isn't just for the company's profits or to do better or to expand or whatever, but it's actually so that my life's goals can be accomplished. And this is a vehicle for both of us. 
but we never have that conversation. Most employers just have the conversation around, okay, this is what the company's going to do. And this is the company's goals. And this is why we're doing this. And we say, why not open the conversation and see what happens with employee engagement when we say, hey, we're doing this together and you can build your life and your dreams and your goals and we can build the company and how much more effective are people when in their own life, they're achieving their own dreams and goals. And then they come to work and they're naturally already an achiever. They're already winning in some way in their life. They bring that to the company and they create so much more value. And they're happier because happiness comes into progression of the realization of a goal. That's where we become happy. It's not the destination. It's your 14 years there. That's what you're excited about is the progress you're making in your life. And so we've developed a nice fun little way to do this and see lives change profoundly. Like just really get people and grab their attention and go, oh, my work actually cares about me as much as you do about their product or service. Oh my gosh. Well, this is where I want to be. Like these people get me. They understand what I'm passionate about. They're supporting me. And, you know, maybe going back and getting my NBA or doing this or taking that trip to Europe that I've always wanted to take. And it causes a synergy and an energy in people that we just haven't found in, you know, another week's vacation or flex time or perks that help temporarily. Yeah. Well, they, in the moment, you know, you give the gift card and then an hour later, the guy's Uh like, that's over. Like it doesn't, it's not sustained in that way. And this is a sustaining benefit every day, every month and employee experiences, and they go to work on their life, their dreams, their goals, their vision, and it's actually supported by the company. And it's the benefit that they'll use every day, unlike your health insurance or vision. Like they care about this every, they're waking up and they're going, am am I gonna get to my goal? Am I gonna buy that new, new house? Am I going to do, you know, whatever it is? And so we're going to do this just like you get to do what you get. Do you feel like it's, it's just a conversation that's not being had between the employer and employee. Is it employers don't have the right tools or they just don't know what they don't know about like how to align, you know, align the dreams of both the organization and the employee together. What, like what's missing for the majority of employers who just haven't figured this out. You're just teeing me up. <laughs> I'm here to make you look good. <laughs> no, you just did it. I mean, that that's, that's it. So, so here's my own personal like experience with this and finding it is when a business owner starts a business, he or she has a dream vision goal for that business to do something with the business in their life. And it's all positive, right? It's like, we're going to do this and be this and, and do all this kind of stuff. And that takes them through all of these challenges, starting a business, growing it, like all the ups and downs, all the failures, all the mistakes, but because their dream, their vision or goal is so strong, they're resilient. They're able to keep mm-hmm. going through that. But here's where we as owners, as leaders, as people in the companies we forget is that's in everybody, but we only think about ourselves. So our selfishness actually cuts us off from all the energy, all the drive, all the resilience that our employees have in them. If we would just ask them, What's your dreams and goals for your life? And how can we as a company in some small way come alongside you and partner with you and say, hey, Brandon, 
how can we help you there? Or here's a, here's a tool that can help you, or here's how the company might be able to support you in what you're doing. You want to run a half marathon, you know, we're going to sponsor your team for you to be on or, or whatever it may be. But when we stay in our silo selfishly as an owner, as a leader in a business, and we only think about our own dreams and goals, we exclude all these people. We have 40 people working for us. That's 40 sets of energy and passion and value creation that if we would just harness a little bit and they would bring that into the business, disengagement goes away. All this frustration, all this unhappiness, all this quiet quitting and all the great resonance, all these things. Yeah, all that noise goes away. I mean, all of a sudden I'm going to work and I'm actually working for the company and myself and it's connected. And you know what? We're celebrating. We're working together. Together, how much better can we do? How much more can we achieve? But what we've done in these companies, we said it's just about the company. How stupid right. is it? They treat your employees like a, a cog in a wheel or like a number or humans. I'm I'm older. I'm in my 60s, but I work a lot with 20 and 30-year-old employees, like especially with this group. They want something that they can be passionate about. Well, if they if you treat them like a number or a widget or whatever, that is the most disengaging activity we can do as leaders in a business. It's like it's like they just check out, you know, and they're just doing the minimum because they're like, you don't care about me. You don't, you have no idea even what I like or what what I want out of my life. You've never even asked me why I'm here or who I am. I mean, these are real questions. We people are are no matter what technology does, it's still about people with people working together, creating value. And it'll always be that. It still comes down to two people. It's me and Brandon. But we've lost sight of the other person. Then we we wonder why they won't do more and why they're <laughs> acting out. And But we have disengaged them. We have control of the engagement, but we've given it all up. And we've just said, it's just about me and my company. There are owners, Brandon, when I speak on this or whatever, they don't like my message. But those are not my, work. But those are not my those are not our people. What we're looking for is the owner that says, I've heard all the things. Nothing has worked. And then I take them back to their own reason that they're a leader or they're the president or whatever they are in their company. And they go, Tell me about your dream and goal of doing this. Like how mm -hmm. and all you went through to achieve it. And and I said, you see those 40 people out there? Every one of them has something like that. How'd you like to tap into that energy? It's like electric in a room. When you right. we have people share their dreams and goals with everybody in the company and you start and it's just dead. And then we have them go through this exercise and then they get in front of, and tears and emotion. And wow. like I've worked with you for Powerful. seven years. I didn't know you wanted to do that or be that or go there. And it just creates unity and it's, it's profound. That is so interesting. Recently, a, a colleague of mine, I, I found out she was, she's writing a book. And I'm like, how did I not know that before? Because it's like, to your point, like if you don't open up the conversation, I'm like, what are your dreams and your goals? Like you might have, it definitely stretches outside of work. That's for sure. I hope so. Because we, we want to engage the whole person. We want to get all the value. We're paying them, right, as owners. And, and we're only getting a sliver for our investment because we're not realizing that there's a whole person there. And it's simple, but you have to take that eye off yourself and you have to put it on the other person and say, Okay, I'm here. I want to know that about you. And then I want to know how I can help you do that. And if it's nothing else than a high five in the hallway 
once a month. It's amazing. Even that is like profound because people go like, I've never worked at a place where they actually care about, you know, getting my son onto, you know, into a college that has a baseball program where he can play. That's my goal this year. And you all of a sudden become human. You all of a sudden become kind. And it, and it becomes this team and you build a bond and a unity. And it's like, you become unstoppable. The how behind all this is the complicated part. You, you probably wouldn't have many owners coming to you saying like, I need to do something about this disengagement, but I'm not willing to put it in the work. Right. It's probably not a fit for you if they say, I'm, yeah, I don't want to put it in the work. But let's say they are wanting to put in the work. They just don't know how to go about it. You built a, I don't know if you would call it a, a model, a framework, a methodology. You call it the dream employee. Tell me more about that? What is that dream employee model? Yeah. So I'm a believer in the greatest solutions are simple. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that I've been in business 43 years. I, I It's proven itself over and over and over again. So the model is very simple. The model creates an environment where we have a scripted conversation. So we don't even leave it, Brandon, to somebody to figure out, okay, what question do I ask? Where do I go? And how do I put this in place? We actually have it all framed up. So it's a simple conversation between two people, and it's a simple discussion about what their dreams and goals are. And then it's documenting that. And then it's picking one of them and saying, okay, what are the first couple of steps? Like what, what, what is going to get you started on that? And then the process of doing that every month and supporting that and building that. And then we go into the process of sharing that in the monthly newsletter or at the monthly, you know, uh, lunch that we have for the team. Hey, you know, Sally over there, she just finished her first 5k and she's in accounting and like, everybody's like, Sally, yeah, you know, like, you know, and Sally feels like a hero and she feels like a winner from the people at work. And that changes the dynamic with Sally, right? Or, you know, you have a person that, you know, English is their second language and they get encouraged. Their goal is to learn English and to graduate from high school. And you see that person, you see that organization support Edith all the way through. And now she's not only got her, her high school diploma, but she's now going to college. And now she's a manager in her company. And she just came up with a process that saved the owner $100,000 a year because now she has the confidence and the courage to go, if we do this, this, and this, and change that, we can save $100,000. And the owner's like, holy And that would never have happened if she's disengaged. No. And it wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have all supported her to get her high school diploma and to, you know, to get further education. And then it just unleashed this confidence in her. And she goes, she came to me and she goes, do you think, Joe, the owner, do you, do you think he would be open? And she showed me the plan and I'm like, he's going to love you. He's going to love this. And she was shy and she went in and showed it. And he was just like, I've been doing this for 40 years. And I never saw that as a way to cost save and do better and provide better for the, and since then she's created more and more value because she, her dream is come alive and she's at a place where people support it and they believe in it. You know, like she was having trouble speaking English and her job was never going to go past this level because she couldn't communicate. She didn't know how to use a computer. And now over the last five years, now she's a manager, 12 or 15 people work for her. And the owner's like, I'm thinking about putting her in senior management. She's she is so yeah. smart and she's so committed to the organization. They're the only people that have really cared about 
anything other than her just producing a certain amount of work. The first employer that she's ever been at. And I'm like, we get to do this. Like we see these people fly and dude, this is not work. This is like, we get to do this. And when people are winning, how do they show up at work? Brandon, they're happy. It's Monday. I get to go to work. Like I get to be with my people. It's not perfect. I'm not talking about perfection here, but I'm talking about the progressive realization of somebody becoming all that they can be. And you spend the majority of our adult life is at work. Well, why are we investing a half hour, an hour a month in our people and their dreams and goals so they can become all that yep. they want to become? Like I always I always joke with people that you know there's those meetings that you have with people and some people are like energy suckers, you know, like you you leave the meeting and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like in a bad mood. Like they just took a lot of energy from me. And there's those that energy like giving it's vibrant it's engaging those are the kind of people that you want to be around you want those people in management positions you want them yes this is everything you're describing right now to me like this dream employee you want vibrant because that is going to be infectious in the culture and it works the other way too (laughs) sure well think about this your employees are your first customers they know more about your business have more impact on the bottom line have bigger influence than anybody And yet we spend more with our paying customers than we do with the people that actually have the greatest impact. It's your employees. And and so we need to look at them and go, okay, how can we engage them in a win-win? How can we engage them making deposit in them and and getting not only a return for them, but then I get this employee that on Friday afternoon isn't trying to escape at 3.15. They're going, hey, I'll raise their hand. I'll take that project on. I'll I'll stay a couple extra hours. I want want to keep doing this with these people because they care about me. And now nobody cares until they know how much that you care about them. This is the reality that us leaders have forgotten. And it isn't another flex day. It is, it's, it's not sustainable. It doesn't work because they're not taking that home. Right. And they're not talking to their spouse or, or whoever, their family, their friends about that. They're talking about either they hate their job and they're just putting in the minimum or they're like, I get to do this. And like these people actually care that I'm going to become this. I'm going to become a black belt. We have this guy. He's, this has been his journey. And it's like, but it's huge for him. You know, and he comes to work now and he runs the warehouse. Like he is so in it. Like, like his supervisor's like, I just leave him alone. I mean, the most engaged employees, you you just leave him alone. You know, that's what his, his body, I just let him be great. Cause like he's good and he's doing it. And, 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 you know, and and other people want to work with him in his department. Like, because, you know, happy people attract happy people. Think about that. And I mean, you're one of those guys like happy people attract happy people. How do I make an unhappy person at work happy? And I'm not talking about everybody, but how I how I have to do that is I have to find out what makes them tick, what makes them happy. You doing this pocket like this makes you happy. Sure does. Right. And so what if I also knew what made you happy personally, like what your dreams are goals are on top of that? Whole, whole self at work. Oh, yeah. You just show up fully engaged, yep. 100% engaged. You're, you're on fire. You're totally on fire. When did you like come up with this methodology? 
I mean, you, you said you've been in business for 43 years. Is it just like over time having conversations with employers and employees and just figuring out like, okay, this is the missing component here. No. So gosh, about seven years ago, I had this client and I was working with him one-on-one. And so anyway, I had this client and I was working on with him uh, one-on-one. The company, his dad started it. It's in its like 60th year at this point. And he'd been running it for the last 40 years. And he kept coming to me and he goes, I'm so frustrated. Like my people don't seem to care. Okay. And this guy has like a big heart. He goes like, they just don't care like I care. And they just don't care. And I, and I looked at him and I go, so what do they care about? And he looked at me, he got mad. Mm. He goes, well, I'm paying them. Like they need to care about what I care about. Now this is a guy with a good heart, like, but he was so frustrated by disengagement and people not showing up and you know, the whole thing. And, and I challenged him. This was at Christmas, like seven years ago. And I challenged him. We went and had coffee. And I, I, I said to him, I said, Joe, think about it. You're engaged because this is your family's dream and goal. And you've achieved all these things. And you've but what about them? And he goes, well, what do you mean? And I go, well, you don't think they have dreams and goals? Yeah, you know, like 100 employees. And he goes, well, yeah, but I pay them. And they get a 401k. And, they, he's, and I go, treating it like a transaction. Yeah, I said, it doesn't work. He goes, well, what are you suggesting? And I said, well, I'm suggesting that you find out what they're passionate about. And he goes, no, he goes, that, that, that never, no, I, I won't do that. New Year's Eve, he texts me and he goes, and I'm really sorry. I've gone, I've been doing this so long, like I forgot their people. Like he just did this big apology. And he goes, I'm really sorry. He goes, I want to do this. Like, can we just get our leaders together and you can just, We'll just find out what they want. I go, well, I've already got some ideas around the question. So we did this demonstration and we brought his leaders in a room in the middle of the business day. And I got up in front and I said, okay, this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. They've never done this before. Cold turkey. And I'm just winging. I'm just like, we got to find your dreams and goals. And we go around, we match them up. And then we have them ask each other, what's your dream and goal for your life? What are your things you care about? Blah, blah, blah. And then they shared and then they they found out from each other what would be the first couple of steps. And then here's the thing. This was what made this what it was. Then I got this crazy idea and I'm crazy. Like I sometimes I go a little bit too far, but I looked at the owner and I said, okay, you're going to share your personal dream and goal like in front of the whole group right now. Dude, if he could have killed me, then he would have. Like, <laughs> it sounds like he doesn't want to be vulnerable in front of a group. Like, yeah, that. it was like, you know, he, like, no, like, I don't have to do that. I'm the owner. And I'm like, if you want your people to change, you've got to go first. So he gets up there and he shares, and it's just beautiful. And it, it really, really was something. And then I said, okay, now everybody's going to get a turn to do that. And I'll tell you, the third person was was his sister. She actually worked in the county. She gets up there and she talks about her personal dream. She's crying. He goes, I didn't know that about her. That's her, his sister. And then the whole room, like you could just, it was by the time we were done, I was walking out to the car and he was like, we're doing this. And I go, well, we don't really have anything to do. Like we haven't figured, he goes, we're going to do what we did today. Like you're going to do this with all my people. Like he's telling me now, he's like. So all he's the like, employees, not just the leader group. Yeah, yeah. he goes, I want everybody to be a part of this in both companies. And so that's how it started. And now we have a script and some modeling. But really, Brandon, it's like sitting with you and going, dude, what the hell's dreams for your life? That is, and how can we support and help you and like cheer you on and like pick you yeah. up when you fall down and you go, crap, it didn't work this month or this year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, and then watch you become this. And then, and then you show up at work and you're like, 
I actually want to go to work. These are my people. And then here's the other thing that we have found doing this, Brandon, is that people that don't have dreams and goals for their life, they don't make good employees. They don't have purpose. They have no, there's just kind of going every day with no uh, North Star. And that's a harsh reality for some of our leaders. We have people in these organizations. And so now they raise their hand and and they go, I don't have one. And then so so the owner knows like, okay, what we're getting is all you're going to ever get in a sense, right? And then you've got the other gals in the same department and she's got this big dreamer goal for, for her life. And you just see her climb and go and become everything. I'm sure you've facilitated some of these discussions in like a team meeting like that, where the owner gets up and talks about dreams and, and you've probably seen this unfold live. Do you, do you ever feel like employees and hearing other people talk about their dreams that they're not dreaming big enough and they feel bad as a result of it? Do you, have you ever seen any like kind of the downside of, of this? We've done this so many times that actually we encourage people to start small. Give me an example. Like, okay, okay. So I've always wanted my, one of my goals is to own a dog. I have two cats too, if you want those. No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so like the beginning of that is like, have you read a book about dogs or have you done some research? What kind of dog would be best for your life? You, you know what I mean? Like, so we, we start there because what we want them to have in the first 90 to 180 days is what we call their first win. I mean, their first goal to make big progress or to achieve or to like a 5k is the one that we see a lot like people like you know i quit running 10 years ago and now I'm, okay in 90 days i want to do a 5k you know it's not a marathon goal right and so we really try to coach people around that now there's some people it's so clear for them like you can't talk them off they're gonna do kilimanjaro that was his first goal and, you know, two years later, he did it. But like, it took two years. He was so crystal clear. And he just showed up totally different because it's like my work, actually, like the poster on my my office, key, you know, like on the mountain, like everybody's like, that's you, dude, you know, like it just caused that. But we really try to get them to start small. But, you know, you also don't want to rein in somebody's goal or dream for their life. We're, we're not dream stealers. We're, we're dream makers. Like we want to be that force in their life that sees them, believes in. Like I tell people all the time in this program, I believe in you. Like you can fall down a hundred times, Brandon, and I will stand right beside you and go, I believe you, dude, you got it next time. And think about that's great leadership in a company. Because, you know, all greatness in a company actually comes out of mistakes and problems and things. we Like that's the future good stuff for our paying customers. But we don't do that. We don't practice that. So people don't know how to lead in that when people mistake or they make there's a problem or they do something wrong. We don't have training in that. This program actually teaches you how to support that person and then get them to get back up. Like getting back up is winning. Like I'm not going to arrive, but I am keeping making the steps. I'm, I'm 63 and I feel like I'm just starting to figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life. I love so that. what is the 23 or 33 year old thinking? Dude, I want to be by them. I want to support them. I want to I want to see them become everything that they they knew when they were eight they were going to be. Yeah, there's a period of people's lives where they just get so wrapped up into just the daily stressors and they lose track of their dreams. So if I, you know, I'm I'm a manager, lead people, how do I facilitate a conversation around it? Is it as simple as like, what are your hopes and dreams? Do you have like a, you probably have an entire program built around this. Just so give we, me a couple of tidbits around this. Yeah, yeah, sure. So we do this two ways, Brandon. We should probably, I should probably say this earlier. So we do this for companies. So we have a group of coaches. We yeah. come in once a month or virtually, and we do this for all their people. We, we can do it for you. 
or we can train you how to be a dream employee facilitator. And then we support you as you do this throughout your organization, right? But here's the hardest thing to do when you start doing this. And it's so funny to me, but I, it's the same thing happened to me seven and a half years ago, whatever. It's just to ask this kind of, it feels awkward to go, hey, Brandon, so what are some of the dreams and goals you have for your life? But it's almost like because we never actually know the people we work with, and that's why there's so much friction. I don't really know like where Brandon's heart and soul and like where he, the things he really cares, where he's going. So can I really collaborate with him? Can I really work well with him? Like I only know half the person. That's the person that Brandon is at work and about his work role and his title. Well, we've just left half the person at the front door of the business. Absolutely. It's interesting. I'm in the sales and marketing function. And, you know, we always hear the the business to business, you know, B2B or B2C in terms of like how, who we're selling to. At the end of the day, it's human to human. (laughs) We're we're people, there's, there's a full version of ourselves. Like, you know, you're not just calling into a call center. You're talking to Sally who's got a life, <laughs> is a real person, treated with and, kindness. And and cares deeply about maybe children in Africa that right. need to be taken care of or, you know, their granddaughter or it's so rich, but we have to, we have to get out of our own selfish, it's all about me, it's all for me, it's just me. And we got to go out there and go, okay, what about you? What are you like striving towards and and who who do you want to become? And how can I help you in that? And most of the help, 80% of the time, Brandon, is just listening. Like when we have these monthly calls with the dream employee people, like 80% of the calls, we just listen. And then at the end, they go, okay. And we go, so what are you going to do next? And then they say it. And then they go, this is amazing. Oh. You heard me. And not my title and not like how I did in my job last quarter or, you know, not my review, but like you saw me, you heard me. And people respond to love as a strategy. This is what this really is. And I know it freaks people out in business, but it's what motivates people is unconditionally loving them where they're at and believing for where they want to go. And if I'm a leader and I really want to leave a legacy, I think it's found there. I think so too. This has been such a meaningful conversation. I mean, we could probably talk for hours and hours, but what do you want to leave people with as we close this conversation? Like, yeah, let's make this real, Brandon. Let's, this will be fun. So, and we'll talk about this afterwards and we'll, I'll keep you in the loop on this. So, here's what strikes me at this point. If there's somebody that listens to this and they're a leader in the company, they're HR, they're, you know, in some role of leadership and they go, ah, you know, this sounds really neat, but I don't know if it would work for me or whatever. Here's what I would throw out for you, Brandon, because you've been such a supporter of what we've done and vice versa. We will actually do this virtually or in person at your company to demonstrate the power of it no strings attached, no cost, no nothing. We'll do it because we've never not done a demo of this, the actual experience. And the leaders go, whoa, you got to see it. You got to feel it because you, the energy in rooms like this, oh, we're having a meeting. Somebody's bringing a new thing. We're going to have to add another thing. Oh, it's only going to last 90 days and then they'll get another new thing or whatever. But when, when people start sharing that and they get the aha and then they see other people the energy goes to the roof. So reach out to us. We're at confidencecoach.org and just say this, I want a dream employee demo. And we'll come with our team. We'll put it on. 
We're not hard selling. We're, we don't do any of that. It, it so sells itself. And if you, we leave there and you're like, we don't want any of our people with dreams and goals. Like we don't want <laughs> then. Okay. No, Scott, I know you well enough. You're out to help people. This is, this yeah. is real. And I know. Yeah, so anyway, I, I, that's, that's what I would leave people with. And then if, and then if they like it and they go, well, we don't want the done for you. We want to learn how to do our stuff. We teach it every quarter to become a facilitator. And then we support the facilitators and we can talk to them about that. My guest today has been Scott Ballard. Scott, this has been so fun. Thanks for coming on the show. You're the best. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the guest's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of ZenMHR or the host, Brandon Laws. The material and information presented on Transform Your Workplace is for general information and educational purposes only. Zenium HR or the host, Brandon Laws, does not necessarily endorse any guest, their business, or any organization they represent. Discretion is advised. Please work with a trusted advisor to find a custom approach that fits your organization's needs.